Sean and Caitlin are on break this week, but while they're off, Dad's Daughters and Dollars is still on. Here's an encore of one of their most popular episodes. Enjoy. Welcome to Dad's Daughters and Dollars, a financial podcast for everyone. Now, here's one of my favorite people. (laughs) I'm Sean, the dad, clearly the favorite. And I'm Caitlin, the daughter, clearly my dad's mistaken. Hi, it's clearly the favorite, the dad. Stop. (laughs) Welcome to Dad's Daughters and Dollars. I'm I'm playing with my daughter because we enjoy that. You know, it's it's fine because I I think today I'm the favorite. I'm I just have a good feeling about You're it. You're the favorite all the time. Have you met your mom? I mean, mom who's our announcer. Mom, she we both love you, so you are the favorite. I just kid you. <laughs> Mom's out of the house right now, but I don't know. We got to ask her when she gets home. Okay. Um. So I'm welcoming my co-host Caitlin, my daughter. Um, what are we talking about today? Well, before we talk about anything, I just want to mention the buy and hold contest one more time. Uh, the buy and hold contest is we give one winner $100 for one month. We help you invest it, see where it goes. If you're interested, you can go to dadsdaughtersanddollars.com to enter the contest. There's a little menu bar. You can click, enter in your information. We'd love to help you out. Yeah. All right. Great. So what are we talking about today? Uh, money can buy happiness. Well, I think there's a couple of quote people and or, you know, God, what what are their names? They've, they're philosophers. Philosophers and general people who believe in quotes who would disagree with you, but please continue. So you've heard the saying, money can't buy happiness. Yes. I'm here to dispute that in this episode. Wow. With money can buy happiness. Well, I will say, uh, hopefully this isn't the first time anyone has heard money can't buy happiness. I I mean, I think that's that's pretty well known. That's one of the first quotes I ever think I learned. Right. So. Okay. So the great philosopher Pitbull... <laughs> Okay. You know the rapper? I mean, yeah, pop star, you know, rock star, rapper, world DJ, star, etc. DJ. I like DJ. I was at a financial conference five, six years ago, and he was speaking, I think, just about success and stuff. And at the end of his Wait, talk- Wait, are you serious? I'm dead serious. Pitbull. Wait, he, Pitbull was at a financial conference. I thought exactly. this was like, oh, you had done a conference. But it was, or, a con- a conference, it was more a, a conference about people who were successful. An article you had so read. So some people who were financial uh, gurus. An interview with men's health. Some, like, so no. So some people there were like financial gurus, real estate people, people who were very successful in business, people who were successful in entertainment. They invited Pitbull. They invited Pitbull. Wow. So what he said at the end of his talk was, um, money can buy happiness. You just have to spend it on someone else. Aww. And I couldn't agree more mm-hmm. because every time I've got to spend money on someone else, and it's because of saving, which we talked about in our last episode, whether it's through charity, a GoFundMe account, spending money on others, the study has shown leads to long-term happiness. Well, it's interesting you say that because there's a couple of birthdays of family members and friends who I adore. Uh, and I'm thinking about, I'm trying to think about what I want to get them. And I've, I do certainly, they're not just personal gifts that I would make. They're definitely ones I want to spend some money on too. Also personal gifts. If you know me sometimes do, uh, take a lot of, uh, power from a printer and all that fun stuff. But right. <laughs> so like I can give you a couple of experiences I've had. 
um, there are a couple of GoFundMes that I've contributed to. And, you know, it was something that was in the news and a person's house had burned down and another person who had a child who was in need. And you just feel helpless as a person. Yeah. But because we had saved enough money and we were smart about that, I used that money and I was floating for the next 48 hours. Like, I feel so good that I was able to help that person. Then I would go back to the GoFundMe and I'd say, well, now it's at 48000 and they were just trying to raise 30000 Right. And then I go back in two days and it says it's at 101000 I'm like, oh my God, I feel so good about this. Right. So Well, it's good when you can see on a GoFundMe, especially when a community can come together and rally behind someone who has either faced a tragedy or a medical incident or anything like that. So there are scientific studies that show that if you spend money on others, you'll give yourself long-term happiness. I will say I had a couple of friends who were donating money because they were matching uh, more money and we were talking about it all and they were super duper happy that they had, you know, invested a hundred dollars and then that turned into $300 because they were matching it triple. Or I think the company they had donated alongside with was, uh, matching it double. So a hundred dollars actually turns into 200 and it's cool to see. Right. Yeah. So, um, there's many instances like I, I've sometimes given to coworkers or something who were like down on their luck and they needed gas money or whatever it was, or, you know, there's someone whose kid is like, you know, in need because they need a, a special surgery because of whatever health issue. Right. And then you find out that people on the set have given money and, you know, you've raised $10,000 and they were hoping to raise a thousand. Right. It's one of those things that bonds people together. And to me, it always gives me like a huge lift. Right. Um, I mean, this is like the tiniest, tiniest little example. I have a close friend whose mom um, is on the East Coast. He's on the West Coast. He couldn't travel there because we're in a pandemic. And so for Mother's Day, there were about 100 plus people sent a Mother's Day card. And some people said sent muffins and stuff like that. So it was a tiny, tiny little investment in our lives. The money spent was for a, for a Mother's Day card and a stamp. Right. And that was it. And this- Shout out to la- USPS. Yeah. And this lady- um, took a picture of that and there was something like 180 cards and we were all floating on cloud nine. So that to the point we're talking about doing it again for her birthday. Aww. Yeah. It's, it just it, spending that small little amount of money. And sometimes it's a larger amount of money. It just gives you happiness. Right. So, you know, when we hear of money, we always think about how we're going to spend it on ourselves. You spend it on others. It's proven it can make you happy. Hmm. Okay. So the number one, there's number two, point I'm going to bring up, and a lot of people have heard this, is spending money on experiences and not on things. And for this family, your mom and I and yourself, that's been extremely important. Yeah. I'm someone who, uh, I was talking about this the other day with two good friends of mine, and they said that they really want to be in the position where they can just go with a whole bunch of friends and not worry about like going to a cabin together and just experiencing fun things like that together. And that you know, you could go to the cabin by yourself, but there's not as much fun in that versus just having the independence and the security to go with a whole bunch of friends or, okay, we're all going to go bowling today and we just don't have to worry about the money because, you know, bowling can get expensive depending on where you go. Well, and like you said, with the traveling, if you were going to rent a cabin with a bunch of friends, since you're, you're gaining in two ways, you're probably saving money because everybody's splitting the expenses of a cabin. Right. And two, you're getting that 
those memories that will last a lifetime of spending time with your friends. Right. So um, it's been shown that spending money on experiences instead of possessions makes people happier for two ways. First is the anticipation of the event that brings the happiness itself. Right. I know in three weeks I'm going to Hawaii or something like that. You're like, I can't wait to go to Hawaii. I want to be in the sun. I want to go out in the ocean. I just love the vibe there. Second is once the event's over, people tend to replay those memories in their heads over and over. Yeah. No, the memories last forever. Uh, A pair of shoes might not. Right. So I'm going to give you examples from mom and I. My daughter, Caitlin, right here, my co-host, is a photographer. And right now she's um, the Getty Images intern. And so she takes pictures wherever they assign her. So last year... She got to shoot um, the Peach Bowl. That and, was not with Getty, but it was just right. uh, an opportunity I had won. But right. it was, it was, yeah. Well, you got to shoot the Peach Bowl because University of Michigan was playing there. And that was in Atlanta. And then you got to shoot the Sugar Bowl this year, 2020, through a contest you had won. Oh, right. My years are confused, but yes. So January the, 1st, I was in New Orleans. We were in New Orleans, and I was helping out with the Sugar Bowl. Mom and I had the time of our life traveling to see you shoot because we were like 15, 20 rows up in the end zone and we could go down to the, you know, two hours before the game, we go down to the rail and there's our daughters six feet away from us. It's a tradition that if they do ever travel to see me at a game that they always try and come down before the game, before any security guards would really yell at them and get get pictures with me. So the money we spent to travel to Atlanta and the money we spent to travel to New Orleans were memories I will have the rest of my life. I had the time of my life. Yeah. And oh, by the way, when we went to Atlanta, we didn't actually get to stay with you. You were staying with the other media people from Michigan. And it was the best time. Yeah. It was so much fun. So you're saying it was so much fun because you weren't with your parents? No. <laughs> I'm just saying that it was fun because I got to experience it with the other writers. Uh, the Michigan entire student publications building is comprised of the Michigan Daily, which is a student newspaper, but also the yearbook. And I had a dear friend, Avery, I still love her. Uh, She and another colleague of hers from the yearbook were there to also cover the bowl game. And so it was fun spending time with her and, and fun spending time with all of the writers who I love all of them. And it was just fun getting to go to a new city and you get to go to, you know, media held events that are there just to say, Hey, thanks for covering and covering. Thanks for coming to cover our game. Uh, it was all, it was all very nice. So one of the things that my wife and I decided is, and we kid our daughter about this now, like when are you shooting the French open? Cause we want to go to Paris. When are you shooting Wimbledon? <laughs> we want to go back to London, you know, that type of thing, because I think we're a really long way away. We from not that, only get to see a big event, anything. <laughs> well, we not only get to see a big event that you might be shooting, we get to go around the city and enjoy the city, but we get to see you do something that you love. And that experience has been priceless. I can't put a price on that. And the moment I know you book an event, I'm like, okay, can I, am I off at that time? Is it, is it fit into this slot? Boom, let's try and book tickets because we've saved the money for that. So that money for that experience, I will have that memory the rest of my life. And if I did the same thing and said, okay, I'm buying a car, a brand new car tomorrow, that car might last me 10 years or whatever, but I will not have the same joy 
that came from watching you shoot those games. I think also too, just generally our family isn't like super car obsessed. I mean, that's a, that's a general example that I think applies for a lot of people where you do want to have the best car, the fanciest car, the fastest car, but we're kind of the family that if it gets us from point A to B fast and efficiently, and maybe it saves us a couple bucks on gas, that car works for us. Right. But uh, that, that's just speaking for ourselves. And so, you know, I said with our second point about replaying memories over and over. Oh God, I do it all the time. So I replay those memories all the time. And there's times mom and I are about to go to bed and I go, do you believe she shot the Sugar Bowl? <laughs> and prior to the Sugar Bowl, you got to shoot Usher and Cheryl Crow because they did a little concert the night before the game. It was like a fan fest, you know, almost thing. trying to celebrate yeah, New Year's. Downtown New Orleans. Yeah, that was fun. And we got to see you do that. And we're like, I can't believe we're getting to go to all these events. I this can't is believe amazing. I got to take pictures of Usher. It was a very last minute thing. And they said, yeah, do you want to go? We can get you in. And I said, uh, yes. <laughs> right. Um, so us traveling around the world to watch you shoot events, visiting those cities will be experiences that mean so much more. To well, us. not that I'm not grateful, but I do want to clarify that it's so far we've, we've tr- been lucky enough to travel around the country, the, the United, the continental right. United States, but you know, hopefully someday it will be, you'll be, uh, sh- you'll be shooting the world cup. You'll shoot Wimbledon. <laughs> you'll shoot the French open. We're yeah. going to see what happens. You'll but yeah. shoot the Olympics. <laughs> we'll see. We'll, we'll travel. We'll see where you end up going. I mean, you know, if, if anything, the next Olympics, that would happen or the ones that are upcoming are actually here. So no travel required. I'm going to give one other small example. And this is, you know, I said money um, can uh, bring you happiness if you spend it on experiences. I have a friend who for 20 plus years, she would just buy the LA Times, Sunday LA Times, and go out to the beach and just watch, um, just read the paper. She'd go out there at seven in the morning and read the paper until like nine, nine thirty, the whole paper and bring some coffee or whatever. And she's been doing that for 20 years, like every Sunday. And she said it brings her so much. So it's literally the gas to get to the beach and the buying the newspaper. But she has these memories of just like having this peace and serenity out at the beach. Right. So it's a tiny bit of money was spent, but it just, that experience will have so such a great memory for her. I will say that most of the money I do want to spend, if I'm spending it on myself, is money for experiences. I can't tell you how many friends I want to go and fly out to see. I have friends in Michigan, everyone who's in Michigan. Uh, you have I a have, friend in Italy. I do have a friend in Italy. Love you, Donna. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, I want to visit and travel all of the uh, fellows who I met at Notre Dame. They're all spread throughout in various, I think it was 18 different countries throughout Africa. So uh, Zambia, Namibia, uh, Tanzania. And I think I'm saying that right, but I could Tanzania. Well, some people say Tanzania, but I, I thought when I was there for the summer, I was, I actually learned that it was pronounced, um, Tanzania, but I could be very wrong. Both could be wrong. I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, Zimbabwe, uh, South Sudan, Sudan, uh, just so many, so many amazing Benin, uh, uh, the Ivory Coast, Cote d'Ivoire, uh, they're just, there's so many beautiful, and Nigeria, oh my God, Nigeria, come on, Kenya, oh my God. Right. Uh, sorry, I'm just thinking of all of the lovely people who I'd love to go and visit there. And, and I'm looking at the smile on your face, just you remembering those experiences. I genuinely miss all of all of the fellows and all of the friends I made there and everything, so. Right, so that's one of the other keys to happiness. This is not another point, but when we said that spending on experiences, spending those experiences with others specifically doing that will broaden your relationships and deepen relationships. And that is one of the keys to happiness. So not only having the experience, but if that experience is shared with someone else, 
it just makes it even better. I also do want to mention, I would also love to go to San Fran and New York because I have friends there as well. Just want to say, oh, just, that's it. That's okay. It. Sorry. All right. Um, <laughs> Don't want to exclude anyone. So I'm going to give you another point why money can buy happiness. Because it can buy, to me, the thing I think is the most valuable in my life, you know, besides my family, is time. Yeah. My, everybody in, in the world is usually under a time crunch. You got to work, then you got to pick up groceries, now you got to go gas, and now you get your car fixed. Got to pick up your kid. You got to pick up your kid. You, you just go see your people friend. People tend gotta, to be in a rush. Yeah. So if you have more money, it's research has shown that when consumers spend money to save time, they're happier than when they spend them on material goods. So, for example, getting yourself a maid because you're like, that will save me four hours of cleaning my house. That will make me significantly happier. And that four hours will give me some peace and serenity. You know what I mean? Uh, spending money on a gardener because I could do my own garden, but that's four hours I'm not going to get back. And if that's four hours I don't spend with my family, I'm not going to be as happy. Right. Yeah. I think sometimes there is a conception that if you do have those things that you're all in separate rooms of a house and, and you have so much money that you're just burning it. You know, I feel like I've seen movies before where, you know, they live in the mansion, they have the pool, they have the, you know, million people who can help around the house that they pay that are staff or, or a butler even. Uh, and they don't necessarily spend a lot of time together. It's not, I feel like a lot of those movies, if they're real at all, they don't necessarily have the best connections. Like family members who actually live in the house don't have the best connections. So let me ask you this. Is there anything in your life that could, if you spend money on it, could buy you back more time? Um, I don't know. I think there's probably a way to make my editing process faster. Well, like, or, here's I don't an know. example. So my daughter photographs sports. Um, you have to, you know, you sort of pre-edit your photos and then you send them into Getty or whoever you were working for at the time. Um, if there was somebody that you trusted to edit that and you could get home and have more time with your family, that might be something to do. And of course it would have to be a trust that you had developed with someone, but it's, it, that's one of the examples. The, uh, what you're eventually or essentially saying is there's a version of that kind of, but that's more for the biggest events. And that's for when photos need to be out immediately the second they happen. Uh, but I don't know. I'm certainly not at that point yet, but someday maybe. Well, here's a, here's an example, and this would be for your health and your happiness. Let's say because you're carrying this really heavy equipment, you have a lot of cameras and you have a lot of stuff that you have to lug around. What if part of saving money and your way of spending money is that you got a massage once a month? That would save your health. And in the long term, you would always feel fit and ready to do the game as opposed to after 18 months and you haven't had a massage and you're lugging all this stuff around, you're just like, you're weighed down with like, my back always hurts me. Right. I think, you know, maybe that's something that's like a, oh, it's a birthday present every year. I mean, I, I'm trying to think of the expensive, <laughs> the expense of paying for a massage versus the money and the number that's sitting in my bank account right now. Right. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I would have to think more on about you know, things that I could spend money on that would save me more time or uh, save me more time in order to spend time on other things I enjoy. But I really enjoy my job, so. Right. All right, I'm, I'm going to give you one other point how money can buy happiness. One of the greatest luxuries that money can buy you is the freedom to not think about money. 
<laughs> I guess so. So if you have enough in your savings, so like everybody says, for an emergency savings, you have three to six months. If you had six to nine months or you even had a year's worth of savings, I probably cash-wise have at least two years worth of savings. Wow. And it's, it's not me being ex- extra conservative. I just work in a business where I haven't worked in over four months now because of the coronavirus. I have no idea when we'll get back to work and working in television. Um, I don't have any worries Right. Because I have that two years worth of savings. Yeah, there was a, I just remember, uh, I think it was the crash, the the house. 2008. Yeah, crash. and I remember one of the years surrounding that. I didn't remember any different experiences like, oh, we suddenly had to move houses or we suddenly had to start yeah, taking the bus happened. or that never happened because you had, you had saved, but even though you didn't work for some time. But we were still okay. Yeah, because that or money... We got by because mom was working. That money gave me the confidence to say, we're going to be okay. We'll eventually get back. You know, everybody's working full-time because in television, you're constantly in a state of flux where whether your show is working or not working. So, you know, it, it gives you that luxury. I don't have to think about money. I can concentrate on my health and my family relationships and whatever else are higher priorities. Right. Um, All right, so here's the interesting point. There's a study that showed a person's satisfaction with their life no longer increases once they make $75,000 a year. So you're saying someone who makes $750,000 a year versus, so that's a quarter of a million dollars versus 75. No, 750,000 is three quarters of a million dollars. Oh, did I not say that? Yeah. Okay, so $750,000 Three quarters of a million dollars will not make you any happier if you were making 10% of that. Correct. Nice. That's what the study shows, that people still at 750000 might have the same concerns about money because people um, with the keeping up the, with the Joneses thing, if someone who has $750,000 might be thinking, well, I need to have the $1 million house. Right, I need, or I need to have the car. I need to have the I need the to have the three cars. Boat. I need to have a boat. Yeah. I need to make sure that my kid goes to the most expensive private school, whatever you put on yourself in terms of thinking is important. Right. So that once you got above $75,000, people tended not to be any more happy. Right. Now, if you're only making $20,000 a year, they were less happy. It was, it was obviously shown. Right. But I think that's really interesting to point out because – most people think, well, if I just make $150,000 a year, I'll be happy. If I just, now that I have a house, if I could just make a quarter of a million dollars a year, I wouldn't have all these money worries. Right. And it turns out not to be true. Well, at this point, I can't even imagine making that much a year, $75,000 a year. That just seems... It will happen. We'll I see. It'll it, happen. it seems like it's it's quite a ways away, but, you know, fingers crossed that the you know we find a vaccine soon and we can kind of get things back on track but i uh i'm i'm kind of fascinated because for me you know los angeles is a pretty expensive city i would like to stay here i don't know if i'll end up staying here you never know how life works out right but it makes me wonder you know it's in it's in an expensive city to live in just as New York is just as San Francisco is just as I guess Chicago is maybe even Atlanta. There's a lot of cities now that are up and coming that are kind of starting to get pretty expensive to live in, especially, you know, if 
you're not, you know, oh, your minimum wage hasn't increased from city to city or something like that. So it makes me wonder if, you know, how many people live comfortable lives making that much uh, per year in a big city versus if, you know, oh, okay, I'm living in, you know, a smaller city in New Mexico, let's say. I don't know how expensive it is to live in maybe like Albuquerque uh, or I think there's another city and I can't think of in New Mexico, which is very, very sad that I can't think of any other cities in New Mexico. Right. Okay. So I don't know how expensive the living costs are there, but it it makes me wonder if that changes depending on where you live. Right. Um, So uh, I'm going to let you this week do the takeaway from this episode. What did you get out of it? That you listen to Pipple. <laughs> you mean, you think I should always listen to Pipple? Well, okay, you know, not always, but I'm just, it's interesting that you remembered what he said from that conference. Right, okay, I did remember, but is there anything else you got from this? Uh, that saving money uh, and having money can buy you happiness, but it's not in the ways that we typically expect. Correct, and I'm going to say my number one reason for money buying happiness is when I spend it on someone else, it's the, it's the best thing in the world. Well, yeah. I mean, you did mention a couple other things that weren't, that might stereotypically, you might think, oh, okay, that's not, you know, spending money to, to save you time. That's something that I think people are always like, no, you shouldn't have a maid. No, you shouldn't have a gardener. No, you shouldn't have those things. And some people choose to spend their money on that. Some people don't. But if you reframe it as a way of like, okay, well, now I have this much more time to like spend with my kid or my, I really need the house to be clean or, you know, this you're taking is, care of your health. You're, you're well, okay. So now I can go to my kid's recital and they've been working on it for a whole year kind right. of thing. You know, I don't know how that, or right. just even with the equivalent of like, okay, I'm going to get a babysitter, you know, right. I'm, you know, cause I want to spend time with my sister versus my sister coming here and babysitting my kids. Or I don't know if situations are like that. I don't have a kid. So, you know, what I would, <laughs> I would highly recommend that, when you get to a point where you've saved enough money and you have, let's say, a year's worth of savings and cash or whatever like that, when you get a chance and you can help someone out, if that's what you spend the money on, I think that will bring you deep, deep happiness. Because I know you, you know, having raised you and seeing the woman that you've become, which is amazing, I think that will bring you the most happiness. I will say when I give gifts that I feel are highly personal, I just get... And I see you, I, I work, I love I see it. you work on those gifts for... Two weeks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. It's fun because, you know, that'll last longer than the $25 Amazon gift card. But uh, that that was all really interesting. And I hope whoever is listening, for everyone who's listening, that you learned something new or maybe you took a different perspective from today's episode. Uh, and again, just want to mention the buy and hold contest. You can go to dadsdaughtersanddollars.com. And you can enter your information in there. We would love to help you out. And we're going to be choosing six winners across six different months. We'll see how it ends up going and who enters. But we encourage you to enter. Well, thank you again for listening. Please subscribe and leave a comment. Uh, Thank you very much. Love you, Katen. Love you too. And we'll see you guys next time. Never call me too. Oh, my God. The content on Dads, Daughters, and Dollars is for informational purposes only and does not constitute professional financial advice. Listeners should consult an attorney, accountant, financial planner, or other professionals to suit your specific needs.